At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. We change our minds every day. About a million things a day. This is no different. You can't be afraid to be wrong. You can't be afraid to say, you know what? I'm just going to rethink this thing. People are not dying getting the vaccine. Um, I, I better rethink this thing. I'm going to go call my doctor and, and have a discussion one more time. It is okay to change your mind. Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire and demand diversity on the Diversity Dude podcast. Hello there, and welcome to the Diversity Dude podcast. I'm your host, Lambert Fisher, marriage and family therapist, author, and national speaker on the topic of multicultural awareness and diversity. And whether it be through one of my one-on-one efforts as a marriage and family therapist, or my informing and empowering efforts as an author and speaker on the topic of diversity, my personal mission is to do my part to improve the world one strengthened relationship at a time which is why I appreciate the opportunity to share with you on this podcast an encouraging perspective and practical strategies to help reduce cultural divides and ultimately strengthen cross-cultural relationships, both professionally as well as personally. Today, I wanna talk to you about the power of informing ignorance. One of my most common questions that I received during my live Diversity Made Simple trainings is this. Members, I'm tired of hearing people explain away their offensive words or behaviors by claiming that they didn't know that it was offensive. Everyone knows what's offensive. No, no one is that ignorant. I mean, how could they not know? Now, first, let me clarify that when I use the word ignorance, I'm not referring to lack of knowledge, competency or ability. Instead, I'm referring only to lack of knowledge. And every one of us has things that we know, whether that be through having been taught or learned by experience, as well as things that we don't yet know. And these not yet known or understood things qualify as things at which we are currently ignorant about. The goal here is not to uh, to identify ignorant people or shun or cancel them, but instead to acknowledge that we all have areas in which we are knowledgeable, as well as things that we're ignorant about or lack knowledge. One of life's greatest goals is identifying ways in which we are ignorant and reducing that ignorance through increasing our knowledge and experiences. How do I bring this up? Well, this topic of multicultural awareness and diversity often becomes relevant in people's personal and professional lives when someone or a group of someone says or does something that is experienced by someone else as culturally offensive. Somehow or some way, someone's words or actions convey the message that someone else is less than, inconvenient or problematic or just plain wrong because of their cultural differences. This becomes even more problematic when the accused offender is confronted and asked to own their disrespectful and inconsiderate actions and apologize for the negative impact of those actions. And in response, the offender has the audacity, it seems, to defend or justify their words or actions. Some even go a step further and express feeling offended by the accusations themselves in light of them not having intended to offend in the first place. 
and things go downhill from there. Ultimately, this common interaction becomes a battle of wills between two sides feeling hurt and offended by the other's words or actions and mutually protecting themselves from the potential harm of the other. So how is this interaction related to ignorance? Well, in this sequence, one person did something that seemed to them to be reasonable and meaning no harm to someone else. Unfortunately, despite their reasonable intention, their words or actions conveyed a different message to the receiver and thus was not well received. On one hand, it is not only reasonable, but it is very healthy to confront a perceived offender to protect oneself and to reduce the likelihood of repeated future offensive actions. That being said, how we confront others impacts our requests and demands for future change behavior and whether that will be received or not. For example, if we assume that the other person knew exactly what they were doing and the negative impact that it would have but didn't care, then it is reasonable to confront more assertively to protect oneself from future harm. However, if the other person was ignorant of the impact their words and actions had and then confronting with accusations of disrespect and a lack of consideration is more likely to delay their hearing how their words or actions impacted you and instead compel them to waste time protecting themselves from this unexpected and seemingly unwarranted attack, defending their intentions and their words and their actions. Unfortunately, this defense of themselves is often perceived as a justification of their impact and the cycle of self-protection ensues. While the need for the confrontation may have been the initial offensive event, the turning point of the interaction often lies in having missed the impact of ignorance. While ignorance is not, I repeat, is not a justification for harmful behavior, the acknowledgement of, of ignorance can increase the receptivity of both parties involved and ultimately lead to improved positive experiences of both in the future. Let me give you a real life example of this put into practice. Years ago, in my work as a marriage and family therapist, I had the pleasure of providing counseling services part-time at a large church setting. It was a particularly large church that offered support in a variety of ways to meet a variety of needs in the broader community. After a short amount of time in that role, I received a walk-in appointment one day from a man who had asked for an appointment specifically with me. Uh, when I met with him and asked what brought him in that day, he said that he didn't intend to initiate an ongoing counseling relationship. Rather, he had an important question and he'd hoped that I could help provide an answer. Intrigued, I asked what that question was. His question was this. He asked, can you help me understand what was so bad about slavery? Now, here's a few things you should know. First, this was an older white male, and at the time I was a younger African-American male in my 20s. Uh, second, it's good to know that I have a very good therapeutic poker face, and I'm grateful for this because I needed every bit of it to hide the shock on my face from this completely unexpected and previously unfathomable question. I mustered all of my professionalism to move forward with a straight face and ask simply, can you help me understand more about what it is exactly you don't understand about slavery? At this, he reassured me that he understood that it was a bad sounding question and that he understood why a lot of uh, bad things happened, that a lot of bad and devastating things happened to many people for many years. However, from his perspective, since slavery had ended so many years ago, he had difficulty understanding why so many people were still angry about it today especially since the people angry about it today did not personally experience slavery. And some seem to use slavery as an excuse for their lack of personal success instead of in his mind of choosing to make their lives better now that slavery was over. 
And it was here where the awareness of ignorance, that light bulb went off or on over my head. On the surface, I could see how the question alone had generated negative responses from everyone else he had risked asking that question to previously. The question could have easily conveyed a message that he believed that slavery wasn't bad and that everyone who felt any continued impact from slavery was wrong in validating their experiences and their feelings and their life experiences in the process. However, as reasonable that conclusion that would have been, it was also possible that this man's persistent inquiries reflected not a callous disregard for others, but a genuine desire to reduce his own ignorance. Somewhere on the inside, he knew something didn't add up. He knew that there was something that he hadn't been taught in his home or in school or, or personally experienced. And he knew that his ignorance was causing unintentional harm to his personal and professional relationships and was seeking understanding to increase his knowledge, reduce his ignorance and improve his relationships with others moving forward. So testing this theory, I responded by acknowledging that while slavery had indeed ended years ago, the impact of slavery, including segregation, prejudices, discrimination and more, has continued for many years since. Add to that the reality that although negative racist messages may not be painted on signs or shouted through the streets in the same way as they once were, there continue to be experiences of cultural disparities, institutional practices that favor some groups and disproportionately impact other groups. Even if it is more difficult to see, it's still very much experienced and felt. As a result, it was understandable that if he hadn't been taught the continued impact or experienced or felt the results, they might not seem obvious to him. And how someone else just telling him might not have been enough to make it through to, to a clear distinction between an excuse and a legitimate experience, both in the present and in feelings about past experiences and events of slavery that contributed to the present, to which he was simply temporarily ignorant. At this, it was his turn for the light bulb of increased awareness and reduced ignorance to turn on over his head. Sure, he and I both knew that it was a lot more to it than that brief summary, but we also knew that that conversation became the starting point for a long journey of renewed learning and discovery, as well as improved interactions with others, even cross-culturally, because he was entering those interactions with a different perspective, a less ignorant and more informed perspective. So how can this help you? Well, in your daily life, you may encounter things that feel culturally insensitive. Maybe it'll be something someone says or does. Maybe it'll be an extended family member, friend or coworker or boss. And you may feel compelled to confront that person or group of people in order to express how you feel offended, to request change in order to reasonably pr protect yourself from repeated offensive experiences. And as a therapist who helps encourage and empower individuals on a regular basis to help make healthy decisions on a regular basis, I believe this kind of confrontation is often necessary for if you don't say anything or do anything, then you're silently conveying the message that repeating of the same is OK. However, if we go about confronting someone who offends us and, uh, in a way that makes it clear, then we have the opportunity to reduce the likelihood of, of, of separation and increase the likelihood of receptivity to our concerns. If you confront someone assuming they know and understand exactly the impact of their words and actions and preemptively accuse them of disrespect and callous disregard, 
and they are actually ignorant of their impact and they have no clue what you're talking about, then you might unintentionally start a defensive standoff where both parties feel falsely accused and mistreated. However, if you confront leaving room for ignorance, then you can lead with informing them of the impact of their words or actions, how they are being perceived and inviting them to change that perception and reduce the negative impact of, of the behavior with changed behavior. Now, let me be clear. This doesn't always have to be done with a passive smile or even quietly. Sometimes hard truths can only be expressed a certain way. But if you leave room for there to be ignorance involved and seek less to judge or shame immediately and instead inform potential ignorance, then you may not only be contributing to change, but also strengthening the relationship with someone who is never actually the threats you perceive them to be. One thing that seems to be expressed here is this. It is not the responsibility of the offended person to teach or inform the person who offended them. As such, if you are the receiving end of information shared to reduce your ignorance, please appreciate that person for risking offering a precious gift of information and make every effort to ensure that that gift was not given in vain. Do something with it to improve future experiences with them and everyone else you encounter. All that being said, even I can admit, admit that not everyone who is an offending party is ignorant. Some people know exactly what they're doing and their impact and don't care. If this is tested and confirmed, then that's a situation that will require more direct confrontation, hopefully still in a healthy and professional way, but direct nonetheless. I can admit that I once believed that the vast majority of people, especially professionals, could not possibly be ignorant about certain things. After all, how can you live in this world and not hear and understand how people have been impacted? And yet, for the past several years, I've had the pleasure of providing diversity trainings for thousands of helping professionals in various different fields, providing this non-judgmental approach, and I've seen more aha moments than I would have previously imagined. I've seen professionals realize their ignorance and how they may have unintentionally influenced some of their interactions with those whom they've served. And I've seen directors, managers, and other leaders realize that their ignorance may have contributed to them unintentionally minimizing the experiences of the people who they lead. Instead of these aha moments leading to self-shame and defensive battles, they have often led professionals to feel a new motivation to reduce their ignorance and learn as much as they can about as many people and groups of people as possible to reduce negative impact and ultimately strengthen personal and professional relationships. My hope for you is that you will be on the lookout for the influence of ignorance around or maybe within you. And instead of judging ignorance, take the time to risk to inform ignorance. I believe that you may also be pleasantly surprised by the amount of aha moments you see and the personal and professional relationships that you may be able to save in the process. With that, I'll say thank you again for listening in to the Diversity Do podcast. If you have any pressing diversity-related questions that you would like me to address on an upcoming podcast, or if your organization is in need of a shame-free and empowering guest speaker or training on this sensitive topic, feel free to reach out to me directly at www.lambertfisher.com. And if uh, I can address any topics uh, directly, then you can reach out to me and I will help you do it from a relationship perspective as well. As always, remember this. You don't need to know everything about everyone in order to have a positive impact on someone. Thank you all for tuning in and have a great day. Tune in each week and find out how to demand and implement diversity at your job. 
To hear more, check out previous Diversity Dude shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. Children's Minnesota, the leader in specialized health care for kids, is here to raise awareness, standards, the bar, the stakes, the question, the curtain. On raising kids' health to the highest priority, kids need equal access to health care, more pediatric expertise, a voice for change. Kids need us, all of us. So let's raise them up. Children's Minnesota, the kid experts. For millions of Americans, the pandemic impacted our financial situations, and a lot of people lost their jobs. But that should not mean you have to lose your house if you can't pay for your mortgage. Listen, no need to feel ashamed if you missed a payment or two or three, because there's a local organization that's willing to help you get caught up on those payments so you can keep your home. Let me tell you about the Minnesota Home Ownership Center. It's a nonprofit whose sole purpose is to prevent you from going into foreclosure. The Minnesota Home Ownership Center has a network of organizations around the state to review everything with you, explain your options, and then advocate for you to get the help you need. And get this, they won't charge you because it's all free. Check out HOCMN.org or give them a call at 651-410-1086 to set up an appointment. You worked hard to get into that. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being.